Hi everyone, welcome to Boxed In, the podcast where we talk about cult movies and genre films while being literally boxed in. Today I'm joined as always by Nico to discuss Ausploitation Cinema. We were also joined by special guest Leo. Here's the episode. Alright guys, Ausploitation. I just wanted to start off this episode by saying Nico and I have wanted to uh, do this episode since fucking October, is it? We, yeah, we start. Yeah, we... We started watching them in November because we thought it would come out that month, and then it just kept getting oh, delayed. <laughs> yes, and delayed and like shuffled. Yes, but yeah, well, it's been a long time like, coming. It was like one of the upcoming episodes that you had listed like last time. I was. I think so. <laughs> I so I just got into I got into pre for my movie, and I think Nico was doing your you were doing your publication thing too. So you you had your hands full, so it just got out of hand. Like it's not even that we didn't do exploitation. We didn't do like any episodes at all, for like the longest time. School. Yeah, I, I remember the yeah. the Scorsese one took a while to come come out, right? Like the with, the, with that writer guy. Oh, Glenn Kenny. Yeah, with with Glenn Kenny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That that was its own like separate thing where it was like his book was coming out, and Matt was like, "Oh, it's amazing! Like we should and, talk about and, it, and, and we can probably get Glenn Kenny on it." And it was, and we like. Uh, who else was on it? Was, uh, I don't Jackson know Jackson and then, but was. like, I remember like speed reading the book and and so had you. And yeah. We, uh, Connor was on. Was it Connor too. on the Goodfellas so, episode? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that was a great. Because he was like, I I love Goodfellas. I gotta talk to. Him yeah, about that's it. Connor's one kind of like not hot take because you know he's very much into experimental stuff and then like I like Goodfellas and I'm like, there it is. Um, <laughs> no, but I I, I really want to bring Glenn Kenny back. Because I think, you know, he's just, he's so chill. But I'd have to f- think of something to bring. Honestly, maybe Spaghetti Westerns. Sorry, Leo, I know it's not exploitation related. But I think, honestly, Spaghetti Westerns could be a good one. Because he likes Spaghetti Westerns a lot. Like, he loves Companeros, Corbucci's Companeros. So I think that maybe, you know, we can have him on that. Anyways, uh, today is all about... That's not what we're Yeah, we're not talking about... We're not talking about Corbucci. We're not talking about any of that shit. We're talking about exploitation. Nico, do you want to introduce what exploitation is? Ausploitation is Australian exploitation films, and um, they ge- they generally came out about what? 70s? Yeah, I would say early seventies, late seventies, you know. Um, yeah. And yeah, they they represent this whole like undercurrent of provocative Australian filmmaking that was going on at the time, and eventually, you know, went overseas with the success of stuff like Mad Max, and you know, then we'd get like whole generation of Australian directors in the nineties with like um, George George Miller. Peter, Peter Peter Weir, Weir Nicholas Rowe, George Miller. Um, he was a little, yeah, Nicholas Rowe coming to do Walkabout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It was just like it was like a big boom for the Australian market, and they just got to do like whatever they wanted for for a while while they were starting up that side of the. And industry. some of them were quite good. Gems. Yeah, some of them were some of them were pretty trash, but some of them were quite good. Uh, most of them. But some of them are very tr- trashy in a very in a very fun, fun way. way. Which is you know here's the I think my kind of. Um, ethos when it comes to exploitation movies because you know a lot of the movies we talk about here are considered cult movies genre films as we say mm-hmm. in the intro you know what i mean i think it's to never like put yourself above the film and to not like laugh at it but laugh with it you know what i mean to kind of just like you know like put yourself like in the circumstances of the film understand that like the, the way they made the movie the way who is going to be shown to you know like and kind of just have a good time don't like put yourself above it you know because then it's just not fun like when, when like you know colin jackson shot on billy jack and everything you know you gotta understand you know what i mean it's billy jack you know uh so so that's why you know i, I allow myself to have, to have a really good time with these movies but i also think we should talk about the documentary as well the, the what's yeah. it called 
uh, yeah, not quite. So Hollywood. that's not quite Hollywood. That's the that's what I watched first because you you had seen Wake and Fright a while ago. Like, that's, yeah. I got to watch more of these exploitation yeah. movies, and I was like, I need to understand what it is. And so I watched that, and then I told I told Maz about it, and he was like, and then we just had this huge short list of of films. Uh, that you know, we each watched off and on separately. Yeah, I I um, was kind of aware of like sort of a more just more generally the Australian like new wave. So, um, you know, it wasn't that surprising to hear like the sub like a subgenre within that would be exploitation. I just didn't know how like prevalent it was. Like I I watched like like I watched like a couple of movies like from it like the the cars that ate Paris, and like mm-hmm. probably something else, but. Um, I didn't really take it, like, too, um, like, seriously until, like, I, I watched, like, the, the movies, like, when, when you put it in the context of a movement, then I was like, okay, so, like, I sort of understand, like, the through lines now, and then, like, the, like, the, the documentary, like, cleared it up. Yeah. Like, even more. And there's a great series of interviews with Quentin Tarantino in a... What the fuck was he wearing in the in the documentary? Like uh, an Ali G kind of you know cap, just you know enthusiastically going on and on about Mad Dog Morgan and Stone. That that made yeah, it. For me. Bizarre, and there's also like two short interviews with Dennis Hopper like trying to remember what happened. No, it was just this. Dennis Hopper being really kind of like polite and like yes, I remember it. And then everyone's like Dennis, some madman. He came and drank, and then it cut back to Dennis, and he'd be like, I don't recall. The set back to another guy. Mm-hmm. He would be drinking at seven in the morning. He'd go off set and scream at people. <laughs> it's like because I think he kind of mild. He, he he became more mild as he as he grew older and everything. But back in those days, man, I would have loved to have met Dennis Hopper. You know, he was a madman. Yeah. Man. Uh, sounds, like a, uh, sounds like a nightmare. Like to on on set. I to to deal with. <laughs> Imagine shooting the last movie. Have you seen the last movie, Leo? No, I think he's in charge of there, you know? I know it got released by the same, like, people who released uh, Set in Tango, like... The, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the Bellatons. Barbaros, yeah. or something yeah. like that. I, yeah, I don't know. They did a good they job. Are, they are, like, very much into the Hungarian scene yeah. with uh, Santan Tango. They're doing Damnation. Damnation did, and they also picked up that? Son of the White Mare. No, I'm waiting to see Damnation once that, like, is restored. I, I caught it but, on, uh, on the Lincoln Place. This has nothing to do with Osportation. But I caught it on the, like, the, the Lincoln Place uh, uh, when it was... When it, or Lincoln... Lincoln Center. When yeah, yeah, film at Lincoln Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to go watch Santan Tango at Lincoln I remember. Center. To, like, yeah, because, like, our, I did. our old editor, Fareed, was like, you should go right about watching an eight-hour movie. Hours. I was like, I could do that on Saturday. Speaking of long yeah. movies... could just not... I watched this. Until um, the end of the world. That's in Australia. That's a great movie. Four hours and oh, 57 minutes. I, that, that movie is... That, that movie is fucking great. incredible, man. I saw it for that, the first time. I just... Movie. Also, I, best, like, well, amazing soundtrack. This will be our segue back Robbie to Mulder is great, Hall, sorry. Because I just... I just watched The American Friend mm. for the first time and it, like, blew my mind. Um... And that's got Dennis Hopper all acting in another bizarre role. Yeah, I mean, he's always uh, bizarre. The, like, Have what, you watched that? The man? American Friend? No. That's a Vin Vendors movie, isn't it? Yeah. It is Vin 73 Vendors. or 71? I, I've been meaning to watch it for a while. Um, no, no, it's, yeah. a, it's a Tom Ripley. Is another uh, Dennis Hopper movie get restored? The Hot Spot? Never seen or, it. Or did it just... 
get like released or something like that and has like Jennifer Connelly. I don't know, but Out of the Blue was supposed to, like the restored version was supposed to premiere at Taiwan Film Festival in like 2020, but that was Because of COVID? Canceled. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, well, anyways, before... That movie is amazing. But we'll talk more about the... Dennis Hopper is yeah, great. Yeah, Dennis Hopper's always great. We'll talk more about the documentary as we go along, you know, because I'll, I'll bring up things that they said in the documentary. But before we talk about Waking Fright, I did want to bring in the common link between two of these films and a lot of Australian exploitation films uh, is Hugh Keyes Byrne, who just passed away this last year. Uh, um, he's the main character, Toad, in Stone. And he plays Paul, a minor character in Mad Dog Morgan. And we know him best in Mad Max 79 as Toe Cutter and Mad Max Fury Road as um, uh, a Morton Joe. He's like a big staple of like uh, exploitation cinema, and um, he appeared in like a shit ton. He was like the, the Pam Greer, what Pam Greer was to black exploitation, uh, Hugh Keysburn was to exploitation. It seems so. Um, oh, it was kind of fun seeing him pop up in all these movies. Um, anyways, Wake and Fright, what a fucking movie. What are your guys' thoughts on it? It's a vision of hell, like. <laughs> It is. It's frightful. Nico, it's you want to talk about how we watched it for the first time, or do you not want to get into that? Yeah, we did. A, I did. No, I did not partake we, in this. Just we, yeah, I've been meaning yeah, to Ma- ask Ma- you about Ma- this because when Mas actually came up with this, no, I did not. And, Shut uh, up, Nico. Yeah, he forced <laughs> us. No, we just did a drinking game, uh, and it had to be beer because they're welcome only to the MMA Australian. <laughs> uh, and every time they drink, we had a you drink. had a drink. You and, and Ron. No, me and Eli. Oh, was it Eli? And yeah, and Marissa, just, and Marissa too. Marissa was there too. Yeah, it's an insane movie, and the thing about that is that you know, as it's rollicking, you kind of get into the same groove that they are. So mm-hmm. by the time they're like betting on coin flips, it's just it becomes absolutely um, which is like a engaging. Minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weirdly structured yeah, that's movie. True. So the score is so great, John Scott's score. It like, doesn't fit the movie at all. It's like this kind of like, f- like frolicking kind of adventure music, and it kind of gets a little sinister. <laughs> but it's so good. It's it's the opening credit scene is so great. Um, another great performance in that movie is uh, Donald Pleasance is so good in that movie. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, that that was. Well, he's someone who kind of gets wrapped up in that. In well, yeah, just like the sense of yeah. Madness, he always so plays like, the kind of yeah extends itself. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, also, that kangaroo. Can we just talk about that that um, kangaroo that is killing like scene? One of the most intense, like like driving sequences I've seen. Like like the, the, <laughs> like that. It's so cool what they do. I mean, like. You know, I like what what kangaroos are like pests, so like we shouldn't shed like too much of a tear. I don't know. Well, here's but, the thing: but, um, it was legal though, because they, they were they were just filming like poachers killing the kangaroos. They weren't killing them themselves. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well. So they were like, it's okay. It, that, that makes it okay. That's yeah. a fact. It's okay. now okay. Sorry, um, continue the Leo. Yeah. So like, um, I I don't know like how they do it, but there's like such a frenetic energy about like the like how they edit that scene that. Um, that uh, just like adds so much to it. it it's like like you know j- just like the the wild nature of like of like like four four to five like how many people are in there like four people in a dog yeah exactly uh, just like shooting out outside the windows of, of this if, of this like modded car like br- like busting through the brush like and and like it's also like in the middle of and it's the also, there, the, also the, like you know you're talking about the editing how fast and like um, uh, kinetic it is they the kangaroos are so human like they 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 appear you know 
I don't know, as, like, children. or It becomes, like, really eerie. And they're, like, not even just killing, like, animals. They're killing, like... Like, it, like it's, it seems that they're killing humans sometimes, you know, like, when it really quickly. I don't know if you guys got that, but for me, it was like, whoa, you know what I mean? Um, that, that's, I mean, that's an I intense mean, like, a, the last kangaroo that's, like, killed, they literally say that it's, a uh, like, they're, like, it's like, oh, it's just a pup, you know, it's just, like, a baby kangaroo. I know, and, and then, <laughs> it's really fucked. Um, yeah, also, the way I always kind of think about this movie, when I'm, like, kind of, like, pitching it to other people to watch, like, you gotta watch Wicked Fright. It's kind of, like, Good Time and, and the Outback, you know, like, kind of just this mad odyssey that just gets more and more intense, like, this one guy, like, going deeper, and, like, different characters, of course, and that's, like, Connie Nikas is different than, uh, what's his face, uh, the... Very different. Yeah, then, but, like, you know what I'm trying to say, yeah, it's kind of, like, this maddening, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's absolutely. A, it's, like, the, like, the Playboy scene in Apocalypse Now, and that's sort of, like, how, like, if, if they stayed in that, in that part of the, of, like, the, the jungle, I think that's sort of, like, the movie that would have been made. <laughs> that's what would have played that's a, that's out. Yeah, no, I, I could very I could see, see Dennis Hopper playing the Donald Pleasant's role, to be honest, if he, like, did his own, like... Like corny Australian accent and wore his own Mad Dog Morgan fake clip-on beard. He he could he could have killed that role. I think. We already have we already have one yeah, of those roles. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, it's a gorgeously shot movie. You know they you know they remade it as a TV series in. Uh, I did hear about yeah. this in like pretty recent. 2011, I think. Um, um, or maybe even sooner. I'm not. That's pretty recent. Yeah. And and also the film was the yeah, film was banned that. in Australia for the longest time because it it, it like brought negative tourism to the place um which reminds me of the like well, the was it not made by they, Australians or no no it was it was it was made by okay. I, I think it might have been by brits but like there was australian backing in it and everything okay. like it kind of like you know like te- technically like united artists funded like the spaghetti westerns that's an american company but they were made by italians you know um, right, right. um uh, that's the only comparison I, I know to make but uh uh also i, I love the whole aspect of like negative tourism like how a movie can be so frightening and like vile and show such a bad like kind of perception of of the people of the of the country it reminded me of deliverance when that movie was made like all of these people going to like the deep hillbilly areas like trying to find yeah. like inbred kids and to take pictures of them and like the the, the, the townspeople got so fucking pissed um like, like just how movies can have that negative effect on like cultures and like and people and, and, and countries and everything. Uh, I find that very fascinating. I, I knew Deliverance by the uh, by the South Park scene first, and then when I watched the movie, I was just like, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I get it. I just watched Deliverance on a crowded train ride uh, back home, and the woman next right. to me just kept fucking watching. I had to skip the Ned Beatty scene because I just couldn't I couldn't stand the awkwardness and the tension. Um, but yeah, I mean, Waking for is, is a perfectly kind of like just really tight, very intense like, psychological thriller that I, I think more people should watch. It's definitely, I think, the most popular of the movies that we chose today, uh, in terms of, like, it's, but it's, st- I would still yeah. call it, like, under, underappreciated. Um, oh, 100%. Like, I, I had it on my watch list, but I didn't even, I, I like, until you mentioned it, I, I didn't even know about it, you know? Like, it was just, like, one of those things that I probably saw a screenshot of and just added it. You know? Yeah. Also, um, funny enough, um, uh, um, to market the movie in the United States for the longest time the movie was actually called Outback if you look at the original posters which the you know the film Baccarat the Brazilian western that came out last year the, the poster made by my favorite poster artist Tony Stella he used inspirations from the original Waking Fright poster uh, for like the, the, the Udo Kier poster of Baccarat oh yeah that's uh, really yeah, yeah, cool because um, yeah. um, apparently the filmmakers used Waking Fright as some sort of inspiration if you haven't seen Baccarat it's an incredible film One, probably my favorite film of, of 2020 uh, but I digress. Um, the film um, was... Yeah. It's really, it's really good. good. I, I like it. 
Um, yeah, I, I like yeah. it. I, I acknowledge it has its flaws, but like it really kind of like pays homage to a lot of like the different genres that I really love and is kind of looking, you know, a, a revitalized yeah. like spaghetti western revolution film. And I, and I dug it, you know. Uh, um, but anyways, um, yeah, the movie was known as Outback for the longest time, which I just think, I think is like the, 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 the laziest title ever. Wake and Fright is such a better title. I know, but how about words? I could see why they choose that to like sell it to American. I'm gonna go to the yeah, outback I, I in my town and like, the poster. Like the term outback wasn't as ubiquitous, so like it kind of has this like mysterious tone. Oh, like too. outback, you know what I mean? Like yeah, 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 yeah for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any any other remarks about this film? Um, uh, we can always come back to you. If you, if I, you think about it. I kind of want to go to the Ava, but like also don't want to go to the Ava. <laughs> like, um, and I will be stealing. A lot from this movie, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm currently writing something about like these people going to this different um, country, and though it's not a, a horror or thriller film at all, there's just many different aspects of like I really like in the beginning before it gets really crazy, just the way that town, like, the the way townspeople like kind of um, greet foreigners and other things. I, I I always like those scenes. You know, the the sheriff kind of like offering you mm-hmm. know the guy the drink all, all but I, there's so much there's so much stuff to just enjoy in that movie. Oh, like the yeah. uh, also like the one thing I always forget about until it comes up because I've seen this movie about three or four times now is mm-hmm. whenever he has sex mm-hmm. with the guy's wife. Uh, I just I'm like yeah. oh wait this is in this movie shit I forget every time and it's so weird. I would say that's probably the only scene that doesn't make sense to me. Um, yeah no I completely forgot about that. But while you're describing the, it reminded me. Have you two watched Long Weekend? Yes. It's another Australian film. Yeah. That I don't know. I get. I guess. There's this, like, almost, um, a kind of, like, environmental horror, not not environmental in the, like, climate change kind of way, so much as, like, the, the actual setting and, and like, milieu that, that just kind of developed in Australia, I think is really interesting and kind of, like, I don't know, using that uh, mysterious quality, maybe, that, you know, a word like Outback would carry with it and and use it to paint, like, such a horrifying picture. Right. I think the, like, what what um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is to veganism, uh, <laughs> uh, long, long weekend is to, like, pro-life, you know? Yes, that's, yeah. Like, that, like the, Or you know, Brawl and Saw Block 99 is to pro-life. Have you guys, have you guys is, seen that movie? Yeah, no, I have. If you really, you if you if you're trying that. to, uh, the whole kind of aspect about like the the them gonna kill killing the fetus that before it's born unless you like can kill the the prisoner in Cell Block Ninety Nine and about like this whole it's it's kind of like a pro life movie if you think about it. I I mean it kind of makes sense with the synesthete. You know? I know, and also Zoller and Drat Across Concrete. Anyways, sorry, right. I was cutting you off about uh, what film were you talking about? We're talking about Long Weekend. Um, yeah, well, long weekend. Uh, well, I, like, Wake and Fright as well, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, just that, that element of, of the, of the whole of Australia just, like, taking control of you that I, I feel like is milked for, for commercial I'll tell you what, I'm yeah. never gonna go to Australia after seeing this movie, because I take every movie at face value, and it's gonna 100% be like this, so I just, I don't think I could ever go, you know? It just, yeah, um, it's it's either that or crocodile. Uh, yeah, Dundee. man. That's, those are the only two I, versions I, of us. I just, I just can't go. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've kind of you know talked about everything for now that we can about Wake and Fright. Uh, we can move on to Dal. Am I pronouncing this right? Dalmas. Dalmas. Yeah. yeah. So Dalmas, I found out about 
years ago because Metrograph like posted a still of this like surfer crying on on the side of the beach and I was like this looks really interesting and the caption was something about like uh Australia's like low budget reaction to Jean-Luc Godard (laughs) so I was like that's bizarre um but then I could just never find the film um and not until I think last year, like someone finally uploaded on YouTube. YouTube is the best for uh, public domain films. For exploitation. No, no, it is public domain films. Movies. Yeah, there's a great. Sorry, I'm. Uh, this quick tangent. There's a great podcast that the New Beverly has, the New Beverly Cinema in Los Angeles, called the Pure Cinema Podcast, and they just did an episode about public domain films and about like all of these great movies that are on YouTube. You guys should check that out. Anyways, uh, yeah, Dalmas Nico. Well, can I preface this by saying, um, yeah, I, unfortunately, I did not have the time to watch this film, so I really apologize, but I've seen everything else, so. It's, it's okay, Maz. I mean, oh, um, but, no, Maz, um, Dalmas is bizarre. I am bizarre. Uh, it, it is a movie that, yes, you are bizarre. Um, bizarre or bizarre? Um, no, Jean-Luc bizarre. bizarre. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's. I don't know, it's just strange how it uh, deassembled itself halfway. And it, it makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. And it's perfect and it works for the film. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, it's uh, it's so funny, you know, kind of done by this like a maverick filmmaker who's just like filming a bunch of hippies by the beach in, in Australia. But what, what did you think about it, Leo, uh, since so, Mav is... <laughs> so, fuck so, you, um, man. Not you, Leo, Nika. I, I think, uh, <laughs> like... So so Dalma's I, I don't think because of the movie but because I, like uh, you you had sent me the, like the uh, like the website of um, you know the, the the rare films or whatever mm-hmm. and then uh, and then like Ubu earlier like it sort of made me yeah. have like an existential crisis about film where where like um, I feel like <laughs> I feel like art house like now that that I'm that I'm sort of like putting it into a context like art house is like sort of a a, a bridge. That, that is meant between narrative and experimental film, and and like uh, and like it, it I was just like I, like the, the my my film education in like university did not really prepare me for watching like like experimental stuff. I mean like you can probably take more classes to uh, you, you you can probably get to that that point uh, like in a university education, but like I certainly wasn't prepared for it. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, like. Um, Facts, yeah. That's just that's just like a side tangent, but um, so so like I, no, it's a really fascinating way of of putting our house kind of. No, I think film schools do a horrible space, job of continue. yeah film education. Continue though. No, yeah, so so like uh, I it also like like I came to this realization because after I watched Dalmas, I got like an email from Mubi where where it was like oh explore art house and it was just like a bunch of like narr- like narrative <laughs> films that that then I was and then I got to thinking I was just like. Hmm. Like na- like art house is like, like a sort of like colloquial definition would be like like narrative without experimental elements, you know. Like and then you know it's sort of like a, a spectrum moves to experimental as it goes. But mm-hmm. um, you know this is by no means like a definitive statement on like what art house is. It's just like some observation that I had. Yeah. Anyway, but on the mo- uh, on the movie side in general, um, I found it very similar to Symbiopsychotaxi Plasm, you know. <laughs> If you've seen, uh, I see. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. I've never seen it. I've only seen take one. I, I haven't seen seen. Take I've two. only seen take one. I love take one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyhow. Um, and I thought that um, I personally 
thought that um, you know that like it, it almost attempted to do what what symbiopsychotaxiplasm did. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like preempting the uh, like like it, the, the 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 sort of point of it is to unravel, uh, but um, but it's like a like like symbiopsychotaxiplasm starts as unraveled that's what i was gonna say Mm. yeah symbiopsychotaxiplasm's unraveling by the time it started and everyone has to kind of figure out the fact that it is unraveling but but versus oh continue sorry Oh, no, no. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, but this movie just kind of unraveling halfway, and then right, and you're kind of left with two movies. So so what I kind of figured was that, um, like, in, in the middle of the movie, uh, like, the sort of the point or the thesis statement of the movie is uh, um, is stated where they, they kind of go through this, like, kind of hippy-dippy, like, way of, like, set, like, being, like, doing the... Like, oh, you know, I want all the input and blah, blah, blah. And, like, the, the sort of, like, the question of, like, what is an honest film and what are truths and all this other stuff. Where, uh, so, like, um, it kind of, um, because this, like, thesis statement exists, um, it, it kind of uh, makes the, like, the, the first half of the film just, like, very dishonest, you know? And... Uh, as as it like continues to unravel, you don't necessarily get this clarity. Well, I think sim- like symbiopsychotaxiplasm is like since it starts off like uh, in the like it, it sets us in the dark, but then we get the context, and then the crew starts talking about the movie and like sort of like bridging this sort of gap. I, like it it's so it, I I think uh, Dalmas um, is. Like I think symbiopsychotaxiplasm succeeds where Dalmas kind of like fails, and I think the failure comes from associating itself with the hippie movement. Um, yeah, no. What? Hmm. Why is that? Um, because like they're they're trying to, like it's sort of kind of like a um, like a two sided coin, right? Where where like they want to uh, they want to sort of change the world through. Uh, maybe like a like they want to change the world through like sort of uh, you can say like drug use or some sort of philosophical change like grand philosophical change yeah however like the these changes are only happening in an internal aspect and through like only like individualistic realization where like they may be living on a on like a commune but like everyone is very like like self-centered you know and and uh, mm-hmm. you sort of see these like um these sort of incongruities in the film itself, but, like, um, I've kind of, like, personally developed kind of a cynicism to, like, the hippie movement in that way, where, where, like, I think a lot of people, like, also agree with me, where it's, like, very, like, very much a self-centered movement, and, uh, and sort of betrayed, like, the values that it expounds, and I think the film in that way does so, too, you know? Um, Yeah, yeah. But, you know, this is just my, like, sort of, like, cultural reading of it, Maybe, maybe, yeah. So that's sort of like my thought on that. You don't have the hippie movement, like no. the actual hippie movement, or like hippie cinema. I mean, I like like a. It's a representation of of like culture, you know. It's a rep like a. I I'm not talking about like, you know. There 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 there's there can be something different. To, I I'm I'm not sure, but there could be something different to say about like hippie cinema. But like, if I think if you're sort of representing the, like the movement, there's this inherent sort of. Um, 
self-centered like uh, ideal or individualistic self-centered ideal that you have to sort of come to terms with and I think it's kind of disingenuous not to have that kind of uh, not 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 to uh, have that in uh, and and only look at the like the the mores and what they're preaching like an idealistic setting you know it's, mm-hmm. uh, there's uh, there's something like a yeah uh, disingenuous but, no yeah for uh, sure I mean I feel like that's where you know the those comparisons that Metrograph might have made making to Godard become very apparent in in this in this cultivating of uh of these very individual ideas that are kind of traitors to the character of the people involved mm-hmm. you know like Godard making communist films that she was no no pro, pre that or you know making films about mocking the the bourgeoisie yeah, yeah. and then they were coming to the realization that they were loving and they're the only people re- right. like watching them uh rather than you know it taking to a project bigger than himself and bigger than you know a, a quippy bite coded in intellectualism yeah i i think uh i think you know at the like he kind of comes to this realization at the uh at the end of uh weekends right oh, Where, great movie yes um, like I watched that movie at, at your recommendation because when I first yeah. met you, I I had heard about it obviously too, yeah, but but when I first met you when you came to Alex's room and you gave me your favorite movies, I I I think I recall you saying Weekend or at least that movie was name dropped and I was like oh, no no, no. I mean, yeah it's I mean it still is one of my favorite movies yeah I just uh, I love it's Weekend. one of the only good art movies I can like stomach. That and like, uh, like band, band band of outsiders and like let you know. That's funny because it's it's the hardest one for me to stomach, but that's why. I no, love it. Uh, so stomach much. in terms of like I can rewatch. Sorry, Leo, go ahead. Oh yeah, no, I was just gonna say that like you know there there's uh, going into further into this digression like there like I think weekend and like is is like the negative version and true stories is like the the positive version of these like uh, mm-hmm. like and and they're both like very similar when it takes like one takes like, like a very positive view on progress and the other one takes a very negative view on progress you know um yeah but, yeah it's, it's just if you haven't seen true stories it's a, also a fantastic film um but um oh uh, what what I was saying about it so um Godard like realizes that like film uh, and you can disagree with me, but like film itself um, is not like cannot be revolutionary, and I he d- yeah he does come to that realization yeah. and I, like and then he disowns all his movies. Yeah. So so I yeah. I kind of um, after like thinking about it a lot, I kind of agree with it um, just because um, uh, it, it like film film is like made in such like a different kind of like like mental realm than like. Um, then, like, the rest of the world that, like, it's, it's like, weirdly insular and, and like, it, there's kind of, like a, a, like, a, like, a separation of realities. But apart from that, it, like, I think it more, like, like a lot of art, it more serves to document, um, document, like, uh, time, you know, and document uh, yeah. feeling uh, uh, in, in a specific, like, time period. And... Um, mm. And like uh, what's what's sort of left with the film is like this sort of artifact of both like the the, the people working on it, but also like a, yeah. a lar- in a larger cultural sense, this this like um, this like uh, um, uh, like journal of the specific moment in time, you know. You, you, uh, and so so 
that is sort of the framework, bring it all back to how I see dullness, you know? Um, and and that, that's why, like, you know, like, like the, 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 the culture itself of, like, hippiedom is, like, so important, uh, like, so integral and important to, to this movie and, and, so, and the yeah. context that we get now from, from, like, the actions of, like, people from the 60s is, is like, I think, like, also something that, that is, like, is meant to be shed onto the movie. Not, maybe not by the creator, but, like, you know, in, in a sort of lens that I at least view film from, you know? No, no, I, I think there, you know, there is an intense cynicism that, um, following, you know, the, the path, you know, of the hippie movement mm-hmm. in, in just, you know, that, that becomes very prevalent through reflection. Um, but that, I, I, I just think that's like a generational thing. Right. I think, have you seen Carlos Regadas' Japón? The what? The Japón. Japón. The, I would say, he made Post Tenebra's Lux. It's his first movie. And right. that movie paints it really beautifully. It's, um... How do you spell it? You know, kind of... Just, it's Japan. Oh, oh, oh. With an O. Oh, at ja- the end. Okay, Japan. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen... I know what you're talking Japan about. Japan is, like, in the French yeah. word for Japan. No, in the Spanish word is Japan. Um, oh, it's a, is it, is which it is, it is what the film's title. Is it in Spanish? Yeah, so oh, it's, a, okay. it's this, like, you know, 60s... Or used to be sixties, uh, Mexico City, a guy who um, he found it just decided to film kind of coming to coming to terms of accepting this, this cynicism after you know what like fifty years and then seeing where he went after that. Uh, very fascinating movie. I, Highly recommend. Yeah. I, um, I he literally steals like the Solaris. Um, Scenes from Tokyo, you know what I'm talking when they're on the car. Tokyo yeah, Drift yeah, or Tokyo yeah, Story. Tokyo Drift, okay. yeah, cool. Um, but um, now that we've talked about Dalmas, and now that we've brought Tokyo Drift up, Fast we Nine, talk about motorcycles. Oh, okay. <laughs> not not Fast yeah, Nine. Yeah, but I I still have to watch bro, it. My back is still recovering. I, I want to do it. In 4D, I do. It broke my back, man. I should not because I have it's chronic horrible, neck dude. pain. Yeah, dude, my I, neck. I, I haven't seen one Fast and the Furious movie, and hey, uh, Leo, like, Leo, I, Fast I keep... and Furious. Fast and Furious. Um, no, it's just F nine. You're right, you're right. It's a venereal um, disease, go ahead. But I keep seeing like, <laughs> pictures from it, and it looks... Like, like the pictures are so beautiful that, like, I, I just really want to... <laughs> Wait, are you joking or what? No, like, like the... Like, the, uh, n- the... Not screenshots, like, pictures, like, set pictures. Like, the... Like, what... Um, oh, 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 like... like, like uh, yeah. They're, 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 like... They're, they're probably, like, old advertisements. There's, like, a model shots and, like... Um, are we talking about the same the, movie here? There's a ton of green screen and like digital cameras in Fast Nine. In the in the first one. Oh 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 oh! In the first one is is the the up until Fast Seven they shot up until Fast Six they shot all of them on like thirty five they did practical effects it was great. No, that's what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. Fast Five I'm, is I'm legitimately seeing, good, but the, the uh, new ones. Uh, yeah, I I'm, I keep seeing pictures from like the, like, oh, the, the yeah. first one and I'm just like like this this looks gorgeous. It's like, an exploitation. It like a, you should just watch. It looks like a Michael watch Bay. Watch all of them. Like, it is. It's literally good. you know they it's do. literally a, it's an unofficial remake of Point Break with cars. Really? Oh yeah. my god, I love Point no, Break. No, that's it's it's, it's literally just Point Break. Like it's not even like it's like like all oh, bad movies like Point Break. It is Point Break. You know what I mean? Like it's like 
yeah, yeah. I, I think I've heard that comparison too. Yeah, um, but now it's more like James Bond. No, um, no, no, it's not. It's not like James Bond a at crazy all. American trajectory. No, it's not. Now it's now it's um, now it's no, like I, I'm Transformers. just talking about the. Th- no, I'm thinking of it like in terms of like Moonraker. You know, oh, just like oh. That absurd. well, no, I don't think so at all. Though, because Bond is always a little bit silly and absurd, and like he never like defies. Oh, maybe maybe that's true. Anyways, but like they went in the first one from stealing DVDs from trucks uh, to now like going to space and like stopping like world espionage and like dropping cars out of that's planes. That's what I'm talking like, yeah, about. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's nonsensical. Like at least Fast Five, like the most unrealistic part of that movie was them dragging like, a bank vault in the streets of Rio. You know, I mean, Fast Five is basically just Ocean's Five with o- Ocean's Eleven with cars, which is amazing. You know, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson's in it, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, check it out. Anyways, about on the same on the same theme of family, Hughie's Burn is a is a rugged biker, and he's got his family. But it's not Dominic Toretto and his gang. It's the Deadly Bikers, and it's Stone. <laughs> I gotta say, like, thank God. Who are also Satanists, right? Yeah, I, I gotta say, thank God I watched the documentary because, like, I think that was, like, elevated the movie. Yeah, it did. Yeah, and, it really did. Um, that they, like, hired the Hells Angels and shit and, like, kind of grew into a, you know, sort of grew into a motorcycle gang themselves, you know? Yeah. Like, that's pretty... That's Context to a movie is important. It always it can elevate, you know. Um, I did not expect to. I, I always go into. I always. I don't really care about like reviews or ratings. I always like go into a movie really, really hoping to have a good time and enjoy it and like it. Mm-hmm. And but for some reason, I don't know. Maybe uh, for some reason, I was like, ah, oh, this movie is gonna be probably not the great because I didn't like House Angels on Wheels. But um, um, yeah, between but this Stone was episode and last one, we've watched a lot of movies. Yes, a lot of mo- movies. Billy Jack, though, not a motorcycle movie. Movie He does ride a, a motorcycle. Uh, so, yes. He does. But yeah. this movie is fucking awesome. It was great. It was a blast. Uh, it has some tangents, but it was fun. It's... It's like, yeah, it's the right kind of cheese. Yeah, I really uh, thought it. Also, like some of the shots, like the compositions and framing, were incredible. Like the the opening shot, yeah. not the opening shot, but in one of the earlier scenes, the shot of the skull with the candle wax, and then panning yeah. up to the motorcycle, and then all the different shot, the insert close ups of like the revving up of the motorcycle, and then the the, the bike so, stand was fucking great. So I, I if wanna, only it weren't like on VHS quality. No, no, I found yeah. one that was better than VHS. I want to ask: Did you watch the four three one that was like that was like motion uh, stabilized? Is that, no, is that the one you posted on uh, on Letterbox? I didn't post it. Oh, Nico posted on Letterbox. Yeah, yeah, I didn't watch that, Nico. I wa- I found a better version of it. Then. Yeah, I found like a I found like a sixteen nine version that was like pretty good, like pretty pristine. Yeah, I'll tell you which which version I watched. I did not. I sadly watched the version oh, that didn't look great. My version. It kind of played into that. Um, my version was just posted. The, the schlockiness of the movie. Right, right. So it, it, it worked. Yeah, my version was just posted um, in 2021. Uh, so that's maybe why you hadn't seen it or something like that. Because um, you watched this movie a while ago, Stone, right? Oh, you watched it a while no, ago. No, no. No, no. I watched it recently. I just like knew there was a version on YouTube. Oh, like, the I version I watched on YouTube was great. One. I thought it was good. Oh. Uh, um, but uh, those early shots, man, also... It's crazy that, you know, a, a better version of this film is on there, and 
uh, an incredible version of Mad Dog Morgan. Just yeah, like it's it's it's, it's basically you it's see wild. these movies. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a big advocate for you know for film and everything, and, I, and how they can restore these movies. You know, what I mean, like perfectly, they still look gorgeous. And then you look at movies that were shot with like with the digital cameras from like 2002 and they're unfucking washable man i just think well, i don't know the, uh, it just depends on how you watch those it. those have their own like, i don't know man have like, you seen miami vice yeah i think it looks like shit dude i think that also collateral no, all the same a, shot on digital look like dog shit it's a gorgeous movie we're talking about my, the miami vice re, like the reboot with the colin farrell yeah. and jamie i've seen it man I, it's unwashable yeah, man no, it's not. It's so good. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I, I, well, anyways, may, maybe I won't. Do, uh, I won't. Sh- it's a good movie. It, for me, like the medium will. I I will, yet to will, watch will, it. Will hardly ever like determine whether I like a movie. I'm missing or, out on but, man. Um, oh, I'm so very disappointed. Man is fucking great. I can't wait, I wait to watch Man. Dude, season thirty-five at the fucking uh, Museum of Moving Image. I'm, yeah, at the Cannes Film Festival. Is it actually at Cannes right now too? No, no, that's what they're calling oh, uh, it. The James <laughs> Conn Film Festival. Conn Film Festival. Anyways. They're doing that, Rollerball, and, and something um, else. But, but, yeah, but anyways, funny. not to, I won't dog on digital, but my point being, though, that these older movies that had, like, shoestring budgets are, like, being beautifully restored, and they still look so gorgeous. You know what I mean? Like, they had, like, no lighting setups and everything, but they're just so gorgeous. Like, the shot of uh, when they're in the funeral and, like, the the golden light serving this backlight on their hair was just, like, it was incredible. And, but, and I bet you they just, like, just put it on a tripod and, like, all right, just sh- shoot them. You know what I mean? Uh, like, it's, 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 it's gorgeous. Uh, also, the, the funeral procession, the, when they're all, like, riding... Oh my god, man! The, oh, incredible. It, the, oh, slack shot gaze for me, dude. It was incredible. Um, there was just yeah. so many. Sh- I didn't expect this movie to be as like gore. Go- Way more bikers than the American biker movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of bikers, but I didn't expect yeah. it to be as, as gorgeous yeah. as, as it was, which surprised me for like how like kind of gritty and like you know shoestring it was. Have you read? Did you find its story to also be that beautiful? Sorry. Did you find the story no. to also be that No, that I, I found the story to be not unengaging, but like just by the books. But it's I never go for these kinds of movies to the story. It's more for the, the thrills and, and the feeling and the emotion. No, no, no but I, I just, I love the like by the bookness of... of well, it's a very similar I, plot I to it Mad really Max. really worked. Yeah, In fact, I think is. it's a remake but, of it. Ma- you know, Mad Max just goes to like... I don't know. It's just like a high octane version of of what what would continue. Well, in fact, when they promoted Stone as re-releasing Stone after Mad Max got huge in Australia in seventy nine, Stone was seventy four. They were like before there was Mad Max, before there was Walkabout, there was Stone, and it was like and 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 and, and like there's similar actors, similar producers. The plot is almost the same. The main characters have the same uh, job. Like it's uncannily Mad Max. Interesting. Yeah. I, I saw Mad Max in like early high school, so I don't you don't remember, remember that well. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very similar. Not Fury Road, not, like seventy nine. Not big no, on no, the no, original Mad Max, yeah, but I love the Road second Warrior one. Is the shit, That's my bro. favorite. I love that Mad Max. You know, I, yeah. I I think people shit on Thunderdome too much. So like, I, it's I, fun. I, it it's fun. <laughs> I, I I like it. You know, it's a. Uh, Speaking of Mel Gibson, fun, he man. was just caught on video like saluting Trump at like some fucking WWE thing. He's full on going like. Mm, of course he did. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, There's this strange picture of Gaspar Noe and Mel Gibson on their Instagram, and the caption is just like, with one of my favorite actors who believes in God. It's like very bizarre. Um, If you want to get a look at that. I feel like every great director Um, has some like weird vice that like you kind of have to hate them for. Like I I can't think of like one like 
like director who's like over the age of like forty or fifty, it's like not in some way, shape or form a complete fucking like tool. I'm sure this must be, but like this director, a lot of a lot of directors. Uh, but also uh, a funny motorcycles. a funny scene in, in Stone um, was when they're uh, right after the the opening scene happens the two lawmen are in their fucking car and like, the newscaster is going on on the radio and it's like, mm-hmm. basically he's basically just explaining the plot like and the other gang said this and they don't want this and then the other gang but it's like a fucking newscaster and it goes yeah. on for like two minutes it's basically just <laughs> a dump of exposition and I was like fucking dying. Um, also, yeah, exactly. And also, this movie should be called like fucking like it's just basically just a ton of uh, Australians yelling the whole movie. Like that was so entertaining to me. I but that's also the case with um, Wake and Fright. No, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. But like this one is just like, people yeah. like yelling at each other. It's like, all right, you fucking cunt, don't call me that. She's dead. Uh, it's like they're screaming at each other, like covered in blood and shit. Like also, very violent that movie. Really funny. The ending was really violent. Very mm-hmm. yes, very violent ending. Have, have you read um, um very violent beginning? Yeah. Um, have have I read what? Have you read uh, uh, Hunter S. Thompson's Hell's Angels? No, but I know of the book. Yeah. It's a uh, like it's very interesting to see sort of the commonalities between like that book and then like his account and then the like the sort of biker's account. Just kind of like kind of got me like reminiscing to to like the when I was reading the book and like his reporting on it. Cause yeah. It's, like, pretty accurate and i would so say this movie seems pretty like, accurate yeah like the hell's angels like helped out i was just like oh, okay that makes sense you know? yeah um i was so uh, what i love about like these exploitation films too is that like they're like on plot for like most of it and then there's like, these the like, huge tangents of like you know kind of like experimental kind of like you know shit mm-hmm. that gets thrown like easy rider has like the whole like acid or whatever scene yeah. then like billy mm-hmm. jack has those yeah. long scenes of like you know experimental theater the like skits. yeah yeah this yeah. movie had the fucking beach scene that just is like randomly in there uh you remember uh, yeah you're right yeah, like that was I, weird. I, but i like it though like i'm i'm mm-hmm. seeing i've seen a lot of like exploitation movies and they almost always have like some scene that's in there it's kind of example that kind of like is is kind of showing of the times of like what when the movie was made that feels very kind of like hip to that time period but kind of feels a little mm-hmm. jarring nowadays you know what i mean like right. um but i dug it i thought that scene was great i also really loved um the motorcycle shots in this movie and not like the i mean i i, I already just spoke to the, the how dazzling the funeral possession shot was but specifically the shots from the back were really reminded me of uh, i know nico you haven't seen this yet but um uh Leah, have you seen haskell wexler's medium cool no, I haven't. Terrific movie. No. Terrific, terrific movie. One of my favorites. And there's a great scene in the beginning after Robert Forster and his accomplice uh, shoot a crime scene. Like, they're filming it and everything. They hand off their can of film to, like, this guy who's in the to the studio. And, the, and then the opening credits take place over it. And, and it's just a stunning, like, one take of this, of this bike, like, just drifting through D.C. and everything, the sun flaring. And, like, I feel like if you did, like, a shot-by-shot comparison of, like, that opening credits of Medium Cool and the shots in this film, like, it, it, it was, like, I was like, whoa, this looks like Medium Cool. Um, but it, it was... Is it a recent film? Lexler's oh, Medium Cool was a Robert Forster movie in 1969, Leo. Oh. Yeah, very old. He was a cinematographer who did, uh, uh, he shot, he... He did Madawan, which is incredible. He also did Who's Af- And it looks he's, fantastic. He's, he's, it's got the kid from Old Joy, but like as a 12-year-old. What? Or the guy from Old Boy. As, yeah, it's, it's Old wild. Boy or Old Joy? Kelly Reichardt or Park Chan-wook? Old oh, Joy. Okay. Uh, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. Haskell Wexler and like Vilmos Zygmunt were like, those two great DPs of that era. And Haskell Wexler did like Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf. He also was one of the DPs on uh, Days of Heaven. 
uh, I think he also shot yeah. the Manchurian Candidate. Um, he's a great DP. Um, but then he, that was his one directorial film, Medium Pool, uh, and it's just it's it's very experimental and, and incredible. One of the best political films ever made. Um, Everyone seems to and it's a great it. scene I, that Spike Lee, I'm convinced, took for like you know when like in Do the Right Thing when they're all like kind of looking at the camera and that they're like yelling their racial slurs and everything like kind of addressing the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kevin Smith also took it in Chasing Gamey when that guy's telling the story about fucking Joy Lawyer and Adams. That was originally in Medium Cool. It's a scene where they go at this Black Panther party and um, and like they're like all addressing the camera and everything. It's it's really it's a really groovy movie. Um, yeah. Uh, um, any other thoughts on uh, Stone? I feel like I've just been blabbering about different things that I liked about it. Stone. Yeah. I mean, but it's like what else? If that's what the movie is, you know, it's just like bikes and it's a series of fun scenes. Oh, 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 sorry. Um, <laughs> That they buried the guy standing up. I, yeah. Like, I don't know why that stood out to me so much, but, like... Also, great fucking scene was in the, in the funeral uh, when uh, they when they look over and the, and the cops come in. They go, here come the pigs. And then that fucking music comes in as they're walking over. Mm-hmm. It like, sounds like fucking Mungo Jerry. It's like... And they're, like, walking in. like And it's, like, a, a, a one minute of just dedicated to people walking in real time over to them. I'm like, okay, speed it along, speed it along. But it was it was great. I, I thought the movie had a lot of heart and a lot of style, which I always appreciate. And it was kind of like a series of great of great moments and great scenes. Overall, this was a movie, but... I don't know what they did in, with the... Uh, when they were, like, just, like smoking joints in that uh in that room but like with the like little camera effects i thought it was really cool like, yeah um yeah. i don't know yeah so like you know there, there's there's some there's something there you know and like you know they, they were saying that they were smoking real real like weed, reefer so it's yeah. like um even more like crazy but uh yeah, no, like that, like the camera technique to like simulate like drug use. That, yeah, that was like really cool. It reminded me, honestly, n- not in like looks, but kind of like in method of like trying to like recreate like or like to show with camera movements like inebriation or like you know, uh, drug induced anything in Mean yeah. Streets when uh, Harvey Keitel's character Charlie is walking through the club drunk and they attach the camera to so him incredible. and like you know That's you remember you gotta tell mm-hmm. me the Rolling Stones and everything and yeah. and mm-hmm. and they they attach the camera to him and he's like, kind of moving around. And and you kind of it's simulating kind of like that drunk kind of like high feeling and and I that's when you when you spoke about you know how yeah. that 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 technique I always appreciate when like they kind of when directors use camera movements to kind of you know yeah. uh, translate to the audience how a character is um, what kind of state to they're t- in to tie it back to like Hunter S Thompson I know yeah. they did the uh, like they developed like a whole language camera language for like each drug and like Fear and Loathing which is like pretty interesting I love that movie so. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas I think that that's a really fun movie really I, uh, I love it. It's like one of my favorite movies. I love like watching it though. I thought it was a lot of fun. I I love that movie. I, I think I have to watch it again because I did not love it, and I love Hunter. I also like Brazil too. If we're talking oh, about Terry Gilliam, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I lo- and I love the other Gilliams. I'm a huge Time Bandits fan. Mm-hmm. I never seen um, Time Bandits. But there's something about Fear and Loathing Las Vegas. That I like that movie a lot. I, I think say it with me entirely. I think well, I think the book is better, but then like also I don't think like the Las Vegas is like his best work. So like it um I, like I think that goes to Campaign Trail, but like um yeah like so it's just like a very like for for me like it's very entry level Thompson the movie first and the book and you know you kind of go through like uh yeah. his like deeper cuts. I just finished reading a like hit like a just a collection of his like 
the Gonzo Papers Volume One, which is like six hundred pages of Damn. articles. I've never read any. Um, wh- wh- where would you recommend to start, Leo, uh, with this work? Uh, I mean, if you like politics, I love politics. Um, definitely, uh, definitely go for uh, um, Campaign Trail. Mm-hmm. But if you want something that's sort of like easy to digest, that's not so overwhelming, then I then feel like Las the, Vegas. The Las like, Vegas. I'd say the Gon. I I would say the Gondo papers just because it's you know like shorter works. I feel like are very digestible. Yeah, I'm. I um, I mean like, but that 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 like also preps you for his political stuff and also like the earlier uh like the earlier um articles except the uh except the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl is really good. Like the the earlier articles like hit like kind of differently. They're not sure. as like spicy as as is like uh as is like uh. What what is it called? His uh, Im- impeachment coverage of Nixon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but to get that, you have to sort of get the context from Campaign Trail. Yeah. So so if you like his style of writing, or like, I've never like read him it, yeah. at his him at his peak and his style of writing, I would suggest like Las Vegas, uh, and then Fear and, and Loathing in Las Vegas. It. Yes, okay, cool. I, I mean all of them have like the Fear and Loathing. Kind oh, of, okay, cool, 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 uh, cool. title. So, um, I would suggest Las Vegas, and then if you like sort of his, like, energy, uh, you can transition over, and if you like politics, transition over to his... Campaign trail. Uh, camp- campaign trail, and then if you, if you, if you're not, like, satisfied and you want more, like, go for the Gonzo Papers. If you like his novel, like, his writing as a novelist, which, you know, is, is fine, like, you know, you can read The Rum Diary, or... Uh, I, like did his, you watch the movie Rum Diary? Uh, yeah, I did. Um... I thought it was alright. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, like, it's a vibe. Like, I, 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 I kind of dig, like, the, you know, nostalgic Puerto Rico in, like, the 60s. Yeah, um, Giant episode is good, you know, so. But, um, you know, it's a, it's nothing special. The book is nothing special, but it's just, like, a, it's just, like, this fun kind of romance. Uh, you can sort of, like, it sort of, like, gives you, like, a scope of his work if you're, like, super into, like, you know, a full kind of uh, biographical, like, you know, uh, you know, discography or whatever film. Art. No, it's a bibliography. Yeah, bibliography uh, of of his work. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, he he's like very much a like for me like a, a writer that is like a palate cleanser between like more difficult books because they're just like really fun. Um, they are really fun. Yeah. Um, so like, uh, yeah. if you like the motorcycles, definitely read Hell's Angels. But it's not as like, it's more like by the books reporting than uh, than something like Campaign Trail. You know. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's do Mad Dog Morgan. So while last episode we had Dennis Hopper on the show for Easy Rider, we didn't actually have him, but we talked about him. He now triumphantly returns to Boxton for what I believe to be his seminal film, Mad Dog Morgan. Nico, start us off, buddy. There, there are some incredible lines in this movie. Yes, yes. I mean, I'm gonna go have lunch with the colonizer. That, that's a pretty crazy mm-hmm. one. And um, with it. I look more at men, and I come to respect dogs more. That's a mm-hmm. that's another great mm-hmm. one. So this is the type of period exploitation we're we're dealing with, in which uh, Dennis Hopper, who has an Irish accent, <laughs> fake, a really fake Abe Lincoln beard, brutalized in 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 the, in Australia. You know, back what are the eighteen sixties? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Must, yeah, it must have been, like, war. mid to late 1800s. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, he's there. Um, and eventually he starts terrorizing the Australians back. 
What a fucking movie, man. We watched this right before. Well, we, we, we watched half of it. I had to finish it without him. But we watched this like, right before going to see uh, uh, Abel Ferrara. So it was quite a night. But this movie was fucking... And we watched El Topo. Right? Yeah, so it was... What a day. It was yeah, El Topo, yeah, Matt Duff Morgan. Like, Abel Ferrara talking about getting sober from heroin for like a year in Italy. Like, what a night. I heard Vin, like I heard like Vincent Gallo worked with him and he was like he smokes too oh. much crack and I can't work with him. Oh, that was back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like in the nineties. Um, he's just he kept being like. Abel Ferrara, he's a drunk. He's a drunk. I'm never working. Vincent with Gallo's him. a fucking scumbag, um, dude. <laughs> yeah, John John has an um, has an obsessive like kind of thing for Vincent Gallo. It's a it's weird because like when I watched the Driller Killer. I immediately was thinking about Vincent Gallo. I don't really? know why. Yeah. Thriller Killer is Ferrara. You know they actually... No, come on, man. Fucking Bad Lieutenant is the best, man. The The ending... Bro. It is Thriller... You haven't seen Thriller Killer? Hold on. Can can we have a moment of silence? Can we have a moment of silence with the Harvey Keitel cry from Bad Lieutenant? You know, the one that he had agreed? Like, yeah. Good. All right, we'll put it in there. Uh, it's okay. fucking great. Uh, you'll, you'll, you're here when you listen to the podcast. It's great. Uh, I love Bad Lieutenant. I love King of New York. I haven't seen the Joel Killer, but I, and I, and I want to see Miss Forty Five as well. But Joel Killer was actually playing at um, at uh, uh, they did this whole thing because they opened the Cinema Village, which is a great theater. If you're in New York City, go support the Cinema Village. It's one of the last independently. Li- yeah, they extended. Yeah. Um- Ferrara's residency there right now, so he's programmed. It's huh. insane. It's owned by this Greek... And it's just $5, and you can watch his yes. movies. Yes, yes. Oh, that's awesome. And it's, and and it's owned by Nick Nicolau, who is a great Greek independent theater owner. He is the last truly independent cinema owner who owns a theater and operates himself. Like, you know, Village East was bought by, by City Cinemas, and Abel Ferrara did a documentary by him called The Projectionist that is now streaming on Canopy that is incredible. It's a great uh, movie. So if you're in New York City, support the Cinema Village. Go see a $5 movie you have no reason not to five dollars is, is you, you spend that money like taking an uber somewhere you know what i mean it's the cheapest ever yeah, and you get round, to see round trip subway exactly and you get this yeah exactly and you get to see a ton of you know great movies that you will never have the opportunity again to see on the big screen Jill killer miss 45 you know like it's like it's incredible to el, el, el topo yeah last, last day on earth yeah oh dude last day on earth oh jeez. oh jeez. okay great yeah it's uh it's great. So, anyways, that day we also watched Mad Dog Morgan. Uh, Leo, what were your thoughts on the film? Uh, I was talking, I was texting you about it, Mass, and it was it was interest like it was an interesting uh, piece because um, you know like uh, like uh, like we discussed with with uh, Dalmas, like I tend to view movies through like a cultural lens, and uh, one like that that lens sort of being. Um, one one about like this this sort of like anti like anti colonial film, mm-hmm. uh, and I sort of compare it like when we were talking like I mentioned that like uh, something that's like, like I found very similar was uh, was Burn and uh, and Walker. Uh, I've yet to watch both of those, and they are they cute. Um, I, I mean, Walker is a very elusive movie. To, uh, I mean, but I, I guess. By Paramount Design. The same subject, technically. Yeah, right? uh, like I, like you know, there there's a, I, yeah, both of them are like about William Walker, but the, but Walker, but yeah. but they're. The one of them's in a fictitious country. But both no, both of them are. Really? Yeah. Uh, I haven't, so well, I haven't seen. So Walker, like a so. like a straight um a straight like uh, movie has never been made about William. I, maybe there has been, but like uh, to my knowledge, like like 
seeing both those movies about William Walker and they're like they're sort of like very like both like very like fi- like fictitious um, yeah. is like bizarre so he takes this kind of like mythical um, like he, he's like this mythical figure in film where he's like sort of representative of this like um, this like but like anti-colonialist at the beginning and then like a betrayer of the values that that and that like a uh, through um, you know, battle, right? Who he ultimately succumbs to his, uh, um, you know, like the like the people that he came from. Yeah. Right? And uh, um, I, I thought like Mad Dog Morgan was very interesting because it sort of like featured this outlaw character, um, like, uh, and and how like and and his like sort of exploits in, in the outback exploitation. Um, you know, you know, like the, yeah, exactly. So. Um, and, and like how, how they sort of like combine like, indig- like the, like him with the, uh, indigenous people. That was one and, of the better elements of the film too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like they, like he, uh, he had this sort of like, you know, uh, it, it's like, he had this like, you know, anti-colonialist spirit that I thought was like very present in Burn. Uh, and, and like, uh, but, oh, like, uh, burn. Oh, for, for some reason I missed it. You said burn. Uh, I fucking love burn. I think it's underrated as hell. I, when I say love, I'm over-exaggerating. It's a good movie. I don't love it, but it's like, I, I, I dig it a lot. It's like Gilo Punta Caribou. It's on the Criterion channel. Watch it. Sorry. Is it still? Uh, yeah. Cause the Morocconi channel is not, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a, the collection is staying there for the, for the time being. Yeah, yeah, it got taken off for a bit. I know that. Like, I watched it before it got taken off. Oh, well, then, like it, well, I know that the collection uh, is still No, no, there, no, but this was, like, a while ago. Oh, okay. So, okay. It, like, it must the be Walker still on. nowhere to be found. Yeah. I, I, I have a DVD of it from the Criterion. Nice. Yeah. Like, they, they sell it at um, Barnes & Noble. You can buy it. Mm-hmm. Did you guys buy any Barnes & Noble Criterions? It's, it's only a DVD. Oh, uh, I have to go pick mine up, because after I ran into you, um, I got there, and the... Two films I wanted to buy. Um, they only have the DVD. The Which one did you want to buy? Seconds. Uh, John Frankenheimer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that movie. It's yeah. great, dude. It's a, it's a good movie. And Crash. By Cronenberg. Uh, um, Why would you, no? Don't don't get the Criterion Cronenberg. Get the uh, Arrow Video release of it. It's so much better. Yeah. Well, I I'm one of those people okay. who really dislikes Crash. Um, I also read the book. I'm not a big Cronenberg fan. I, I respect it. How do you feel about Ballard? I like the brood. I don't really like Ballard. Um, the, like, there's something about him that, that just rubs me the wrong way. And, like, just going, like, re- reading reading 200 pages about people, like, fetishizing, like, car crashes, like, really just, Is like, my kind of thing. Mess, messed me up. Yeah. Like, I was, uh, I was reading it, like, while sitting at the front of a bus going to Germany. And so, so like, so basically like I'd be reading about like, you know, oh, the, you know, the bodies are entangled in the metal and they start like having sex and blah, blah, blah. And then just like the, the road is like literally just like, you know, coming at me. And, and, and it's probably the best way to read the book, but also like, um, I need to do that when I go to Germany. Right. right. Oh yeah. Yes. Nico, you're going to Berlin. Yeah. I'll just read it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so, and, and the book like goes like, weirdly slow for being only 200 pages like if like uh you know it like i feel like ballard's just yeah I, and i read it it's kind of that, like lulling is ballard the is crash based off of, I'm, i've never seen crash it's, an, it's based off of a novel by jg ballard i read he also you know that what's that movie high rise, high rise. that came out recently what you said, Nico, uh, Leo? that's also like another 
Ballard. Uh, I, I was going to say that, like, I read Crash after I read Atrocity Exhibition, which is, like, Atro- Atrocity Exhibition is basically, like, a more exper- experimental version of Crash. Mm, yeah. And uh, it's one where uh, it's it feels basically like liner notes to Crash. Mm-hmm. And and so like reading reading those books in tandem and then right at like before that I read Naked Lunch mm-hmm. so it was just like this whole like body gore like dysmorphia kind of like like um, through line until I finally finished uh, finally finished Crash and then then I was just like I'm done with this I, I cannot stand this and then uh, and then I I watched the movie like a like six months later of Crash yeah and um, and it it was just a worse version of the book <laughs> like. Like, like, like the, the, like, it, it was just like a more impotent version. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, well, the, you, yeah. The, the, the book was like technically better, I felt, and, but, but like, I, like, I just couldn't stand it. Yeah. And so, yeah. and so like, it felt like a, like a, like a very like limp, like limp kind of like version of it, you know? I was just like, oh, okay, well that, this kind of sucks. Um, but um, that does kind of suck. Yeah. So maybe I'll have to reconsider. Oh, the, no, it sucks because within, you know, since I went to Barnes and Nobles and it's supposed to call me, mm-hmm. I watched two movies that I now love that um, are, are part of the Criterion thing. Um, that being The American Friend and um, Flowers of Shanghai, which I'd never seen. They're, they're just so fantastic. I was like, maybe I should just swap them for those. Um, yeah, if you're gonna get a Cronenberg, I would recommend Dead Ringers. Yeah, Dead, Dead Ringers is great. Yeah, yeah the, the thing about Crash is that it's like one of the few that I haven't seen mm. at this point. Um, so I'm like, I'm just very intrigued. Um, I, I mean, I mean, people love it. People love it. So I'm, I'm kind yeah, of a minority. Jessica King, who's this uh, critic, I think she writes Name for the Playlist. She wrote this amazing uh, essay, which is like the essay featured in the Criterion booklet. I was just like, wow, like, I, I trust her. She's a good writer. I, I have to check it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a version of uh, on Vimeo, but it's on it's in French, which is annoying. Right. But Damn. You feel yeah, seeing on the French? I, like, I don't. I'm sorry. I took it for like that kind of That kind of reminds me that like um, I, was, I was so hell-bent on watching the director's cut of Das Boot. <laughs> that, um, I've seen it. That, that um, uh, the only the only place that I could find it uh, without like having to pay for it was through a VPN uh, in like uh, like Sweden or something, and and the thing is like they they didn't have um, they didn't have English subtitles for it, which I found really strange. But they did have Portuguese subtitles, and so like I lucky. yeah, and so like I went and and I and I like started like. Because I read Portuguese, like, significantly slower than I do English, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, uh, it took me, like, it took me, like, five hours to watch because, it, like, I was just, like, every time, like, a, like a, you know, they would, like, talk really fast and I'd just be, like, I, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> like, so I had to, like, pause and, like, read it and then, like, continue. Uh, like, I, it was in my library all growing up. I watched it. They had the uh, the director's cut, the, the three and a half hours. You just kept checking it. It was it, like, yeah. It was yeah. in my life. I didn't have to work that hard to get it. That's crazy. I don't know why it was so yeah. hard. Um, yeah, but going back to yeah, the, I have the 
uh, like a Blu-ray of it, and I, I've yet to watch. Really, it's great, Wolfgang uh, Peterson. Who I always used to. So I, so funny I, story. Yeah. I used to always confuse Wolfgang Peterson with Wolfgang Puck. You know, the, the celebrity chef. As a kid, oh, really? uh, yeah, yeah. Also, back to, back to the way this conversation started about Crash, about the Criterion sale. Not to be very bland and shallow, but uh, Leo, did you buy any Criterion's this sale? No, unfortunately, I didn't. I did, however, pick up a copy of Ron. Oh, bro, yeah. Have you never seen Ron? Yeah, like the thing is, it's like it's kind of like a, it's kind of like this film for me where I want to save it for a special occasion. Yeah, like, I have a lot uh, of those. I'm I'm kind of that way about Tarkovsky too. The only reason why I haven't seen all of his movies is because like I just want to save them for special occasions. Yeah, so, like Ron is one of the. Are you missing? Um, I'm missing Ivan's Childhood and uh, Mirror. Oh, I'm missing Andrei Rublev and Solaris. Andre Rublev is amazing. I have the Criterion. I've never watched it. Andre Rublev and uh, Nostalgia. Oh. I like oh, Stalker, obviously. That was great. Oh, so, so what I got, since no one asked me, I'll say it myself. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you. What I... Oh, thanks, Leo. Uh, uh, well, I, I didn't say anything because I ran into him coming back from it. He stopped me on the street. I shook him violently and I said, listen, like, you I son of a bitch. One. Yes. One, look, look. I, the the only reason yeah. why I make movies is so I can go to the Criterion Closet for free. Before that, I'm not gonna buy anything. <laughs> you know. I was I was in their offices. <laughs> Fuck you. For a screening, and I felt it, it was it was it was it felt so bizarre. Mm. And the lady was like, "Go that way to go to the screening room." And I just like, I was like so da- I just like was like wandering around. She was like, where, "Like where are you going? Like go go back." And I met this lady who had met um. Agnes Varda on her deathbed. Oh my god. I was like, what did you think of the movie? Wait, were you watching Varda? I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, at the time, it was it was like the third Varda I'd seen. I was like, I, I have to watch all of them. <laughs> I watched Jaco yeah, de Nantes. It, it was a rather surreal experience. I Speaking of Varda, and I want to talk about what criterions I got too, but speaking of Varda, I just watched... The World of Jacques Demy and uh, Jacques de Nantes, the, the, the film about uh, Jacques Demy that she made, absolutely incredible. It's, not, it's, it's a really oh, good movie. Yeah. Um, for a while I was doing this like, uh, th- this like thing where I would just like a random number generate any like thing on the Criterion channel. And so I just kind of like watch that. So, so like it's not something that I would normally watch. Yeah, that's interesting. And that, that, mo- that movie came up or uh, the, the one where it was like a documentary about like... Um, the the one after Umbrellas of Turbo. Oh, uh, the the young girls of Rushford. Young girls of yeah, Rushford. Yeah. Twenty five years later. Yeah, she did it. In, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and and so like so that one came up and I was like, well, I have to watch the Young Girls. Now. Have you seen and it, like, Young Girls? Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking course. terrific movie. I think it's, it's better than Umbrellas of Cherbourg. I prefer it. Than Umbrellas uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I I disagree. I love Young Girls of Rushford. I love Gene Kelly in it. I love George Takaris. We talked about this. I was the only one. No, t- clearly Umbrellas is still the test of time. It's a magnificent film, but Young Girls is 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 is, is incredible. Uh, I also want to say so it's, before I keep forgetting the criterions that I got. I got right. Pas- Pasolini's Trilogy of Life, Dakimara and Canterbury Tales. Oh, okay, interesting. I've never yeah, seen them, yeah. but uh, it's um, it's, a, it's a very the Trilogy of Life is <laughs> is is interesting. I know th- yeah. it's a hit or miss for some, but I just really wanted to watch them. And then a few of these I already have seen. Down by Law, Jim Jarmusch. I've already seen it. Oh, uh, it's a great movie. My Dinner of Andre, Louis Mal. I've already seen it. Uh, we haven't seen my dinner of Andre. Oh fuck, man! It's, I haven't it's, seen like any like a Louis Malle. No, no like, but it's like it's like not really a Louis Malle movie though. It's 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 like a Wallace Shawn and Andre Gregory movie that's directed by a Louis Malle. It's 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 
Louis Malle has an incredible ability to hop between styles of film. Yeah, man. He's kind of, yeah. He'll do something like Zazie. Or Au revoir les enfants right after fucking My Dinner of Andre. Like, oh, I've how, seen that actually. Yeah. Au revoir les enfants is, 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 is incredible. I saw that movie at a very, very young age. Um, I did too. Yeah, and then I also got, um, I also got uh, Until the Another World from Vendors. I've already seen it, but I want yeah. to own it. And then I, lastly, I got An Unmarried Woman by Paul Mazursky, which I have yet to see. I'm a big Paul Mazursky fan. Okay. And if you haven't seen it, it's a great like two-hour and 40-minute movie with John Cassavetes, Gina Rollins, and a very young oh, Molly Ringwald called yes. Tempest about like this set in oh, Greece. No, it's really good. Unmarried woman. Okay. What were you thinking about? Oh no, I I, I thought you were, I, I thought you were. Uh, for some reason, I connected a woman under the influence. No, 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 with, it's no, no, different. The, no, no, with, no, no. I was talking about a different Paul Mazursky movie. Yeah. He did no, work no, with Cassavetes. Yeah. A woman under influence has uh, Michael Murphy in it. He's the uh, he was uh, uh, Woody Allen's friend in Manhattan. Remember the one that's kind of having having yeah, an affair yeah. with Diane oh, Keaton? Yeah. yeah. No, no, that's that's an Annie Hall. That's uh, that's a uh, uh, Ron Goldman. This is uh, this is um, uh, uh, in Manhattan. Uh, he has straight hair. Um, it's been so long since I've seen Manhattan's like one of my favorite movies. So, but yeah, Michael Murphy's a good actor. Um, he appears in a lot of stuff. Uh, honestly, I think that we've talked uh, enough about all these exploitation movies. So I'll say, crikey, look at the time, mates. I think that it's time that we wrap up this exploitation podcast. You know. Uh, okay. Before we do that, I want to talk to Leo uh, about your upcoming feature film that you're in post-production for and you shared your gorgeous hand-painted poster for, The Doldrums. I'm, pro- I'm pronouncing it correctly, right? Yes. Yes. The talk to me about uh, it. It's a... I like that word a lot. Yes. Um, you have the Nico Pedrero Cesar seal of approval. All yeah, right. Uh, the, you know, I, I was kind of iffy on the title as a working title until, like, you know, it just kind of caught on to yeah. everyone and that's sort of how people referred to it. And so, like, uh, um, it's like a coming-of-age movie about, like, people in Texas set over, um, the, the period of time is, uh, is like, uh, three, three years, four years, uh, where, uh, it kind of is this, uh, follows a story about this, this guy, this, uh, this guy who, like, graduates high school, and then he comes back, like, biannually to, uh, visit his friends who've stayed home. And so, and sort of like tracks how their friendship changes over the years, and sort of how uh, the uh, the kid the the kids who stay at home are are uh, stagnating, basically. That sounds and literally like my kind of movie, dude. It sounds very Linklater esque too. Uh, it it is. Uh, I I I mean I I I I don't want to compare it too much to Linklater, even though like it's a Texas movie about kids growing up in the suburbs, blah blah blah. <laughs> Because, um, you know, like, then that's all people will see. Sure, sure. I um, apologize. Um, no, no, no. It's, it's fine. It was a compliment, man. That's not like... Compare, it, yeah, no. It sounded course, like literally like a movie that could be one of my favorite movies. Like, the description you just gave me now would seem like a movie that I would love. I, I mean, I hope you do. Um, but, like, uh, so, it, yeah, it's, you know, it, it's three years now and in, in, uh, I've been working on it for three yeah. years now, like, actively. Um, and then, uh, and, you know, it's, it's a... It's just uh, getting finished. Uh, hopefully, it'll be in South by Southwest twenty twenty two, with some luck, you know, fingers crossed. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's cool. Like I'm 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 really happy with the results. Uh, you know, first feature is always a very tough one to yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, basically, I kind of uh, spent the last four years uh, in or. Spent spent uh, my time at NYU just accruing favors, and uh, 
and like uh, you know people were so so generous enough to help for you know uh, you know yeah man. to see it happen so and that's one of the best parts cool. of making movies too is just like the friendships that you have and the favors it's a, it's directing is a job of guilt of people doing things for you for a little money or nothing and really dedicating their time oh, to yeah. you and so, as, as, as a narcissist that i am i don't understand how they could dedicate so much time to helping me but it's um it's a very sweet thing uh but i mean sincerely leo that that like the like genuinely sounds like a movie that like I'm, I'm actually like really 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 excited to see you know because i have a lot of friends who make movies you know that i don't like they're not like really for me like i'm really into that whole kind of like 90s independent kind of coming of age film like it's like kind of my cup of tea so i'm this movie yeah, really well, just strikes I'll, my fancy uh, i i'll put it together and uh, i'll send it to you that would um, be incredible man yeah, yeah. and uh, you can you can watch it. See yeah, and I'm gonna link Leo's previous work. Last time he was on the episode for Giallo, uh, you we sh we linked your your film, the uh, uh, the 35 millimeter one you did in Prague. What's it called again? Uh, landscape. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll link that to, to there and anything else you want to. Uh, but uh, keep your ears perked for the doldrums, uh, which we're all very excited for. Uh, for this podcast, for this episode, we'll call that a wrap. Uh, mates, take it easy. Exploitation Boxton. Keep us posted for next week where we'll be doing some monkey movies. 